Basketball Conference Podcast. I'm here with producer Scott. Scott, how's it going? Hey. Doing good. We said that we weren't going to do a live show, but then you and I were texting this morning, and we just decided we were going to fire at the hip. Um, we're doing it. Short, short show. Nothing short official. Show. Yeah, short show. Full uh, recap coming later. Go ahead, yeah. Mike. Yeah, this is going to be uh, an instant reaction show. We're just going to give you kind of a high-level look at some of the games that have in the ACC today because it was a wild day in the wild. ACC. Some unexpected outcomes. Sorry, Joey. Uh, across the conference, <laughs> we'll get to here uh, in a minute. We're going to start with the Friday night game. Louisville 13, NC State 10. I got... Wolf. I had a message. Uh, somebody shot me a message asking that we discuss the Brian Armstrong quarterback situation at NC State, which I think is a fair one. Go ahead. I have I have one one thought that I didn't make up myself, so you go ahead. I think that they should consider playing MJ Morris. My thought is that they're not going to play him because they want to conserve his red shirt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Certainly possible. Um, okay. <laughs> Louisville was kind of lucky to come away with this game. So this was a game NC State led at halftime. Yep. Um, it was a tale of two halves for sure. NC State, I thought, played pretty well in the first half, and then the offense just disappeared. It was pretty, pretty much entirely. Um, yeah, Louisville's offense, I thought, played much better in the second half. Jack Plummer, I don't think is very good, but he does. What he sucks. They, he does what they need him to do. Bro, he looks like a statue back there. Like, do you, when he plays quarterback, like he just stands in a weird orientation that makes it look like he's not athletic. And yeah. I'm like, how's this guy playing quarterback? I don't know. He looks like his dad a little bit. Um, <laughs> standing back there. Uh, yeah, Louisville couldn't run the ball the entire game. NC State's run defense, as advertised, pretty good. Louisville really just couldn't run the ball at all. Um, nope. Jack Plummer made enough plays through the air, threw a touchdown pass. It was really needed, yep. but he also threw two terrible interceptions, which he was lucky enough to get away with. Uh, Louisville kicks a couple field goals, and here we are, 13-10. to 10. NC State, man. This is one. You, this is one you gotta have if Louisville's gonna just hand it to you on the field. The, like you gotta the win quarterback. The quarterback play last night was dreadful. Like Terrible. I don't know. I turned it on late in the game, probably like early third quarter, and I saw nothing but trash quarterback play. Yeah, just just absolute garbage. It was really bad. I've I've come to a conclusion that you know if if. <laughs> These are not two of the worst quarterbacks in the ACC. I don't know who are. Like, there are some bad ones, and these guys are right up there. This is this was really, really bad. Um, They're up there. I mean, even terrible. Phil Jerkovich made them look better tonight. Like, God yeah, damn. yeah, he's he's bad. We'll talk about them in a second because our Hokies <laughs> got a nice little victory. Uh, all right, so NC State, where did they go from here? I don't know. I mean, this is a team that I think is like. Of kind of like a fringe bowl team, unfortunately, they're stuck in a hard place. Exactly what you said. They should they should play the other kid, and they're not going to. I don't think because they brought in the, the transfer who who is gonna be gone after this year. So like, that's what they're playing for. I think NC State's got a pretty brutal schedule coming up. They host Marshall next week. We're gonna learn a lot about NC State in that game because Marshall might not be actually all that good. So on noted ACC 
channel, the CW, CW. PM next Saturday. Right. The the tie had that pummeled in. Had that pummeled into my face today when I was watching uh, Georgia Tech, or not Georgia Tech, sorry, uh, Boston College beat UVA. So yes. We'll get there, yeah. but. Yeah, they couldn't They couldn't stop talking about the uh, <laughs> the next game on the CW coming up here next Saturday. Yes. Uh, NC State has Marshall next week. Uh, they then host, and or I'm sorry, they travel to Duke on the 14th, which, assuming Riley Leonard is going to play that game, that is a pretty tough Yikes. game to win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then a week off, then they host Clemson, which Clemson looks a lot better than they did at the beginning of the year. And then they host yep. Miami, Wake, Virginia Tech, UNC to end it. I'm not sure NC State's going to make a bowl game. That's kind of my takeaway. It's going to be tough. Uphill battle. All right, I'll be fully transparent. I didn't listen to any of the teams you just said, so I'm going to go look for myself. You said Marshall, yep, that's a toss-up. Duke, loss. Clemson, loss. Miami, loss. Wake toss up tech Virginia Tech, excuse me, toss up UNC loss. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they're gonna have a hard time making a bowl game. So just wanna get that out there. Uh Louisville is probably gonna be national ranked when the AP poll comes out, and I'm still not sure they're all that good. So I think they're they're the worst, uh, they're the worst five and O team in the country. Yeah, they are. Uh easily the worst five and O team in the country. Joey calls them aggressively competent. I think that is an appropriate term. They're definitely flawed. They have a bad yeah. quarterback. Joey's got some takes on the quarterback, so I don't want to. I don't want to get no. into all that right now. Uh, we'll discuss. For a recap coming Monday morning, everyone. Please yeah. subscribe. We'll discuss that on the recap, but uh, yeah, not not great for NC State. Uh, and Louisville's got plenty of questions coming out of this game too. So Louisville thirteen, NC State ten. That was Friday night. Uh, yep. The JMA Wireless Dome, Clemson thirty one, Syracuse fourteen. Uh, I have two overarching takes here. Uh, Syracuse just got suffocated by the Clemson defense and Clemson's offense looked okay today. They're coming together. I think they're, I think they're learning game by game and by maybe in like two weeks, they might be running like full throttle of what they're supposed to be running. Yeah. Clemson's best football I think is yet to come. And if this is the defense we get on a weekly basis, I think Clemson is still one of the top 20, 15 to 20 teams in the country, maybe a little bit higher with their ceiling, depending on how good this offense ends up looking. Yeah, it's the negative of not having a preseason in college football. Like, they just didn't have any time to work this out with uh, fucking, what's his name, Garrett Riley. So yeah. um, they just haven't had time to work it out. They're five weeks in, and they're they're starting to work out the kinks. Yeah, starting to work out the kinks. Uh, Clemson uh, hosts Wake Forest next week. They have a week off, then they go to Miami. So two pretty big games ahead um, yeah. before. And Notre Dame, of course, looms in early November. That's going to end up being a gigantic game, I think in Death Valley because I think Clemson is going to be a top 20 team at that point potentially Uh, so yeah Clemson's Clemson defensively looked really really good man I I don't know super solid Syracuse this is one of those games like we talked about in the preview we were concerned about Syracuse's ability offensively here to really test Clemson in the running game and really they couldn't they couldn't do it they averaged 2.9 yards per carry here just could not get done the running game at all it never felt like uh, Syracuse was in this game, to be honest. Like we, mm-hmm. I watched this game from beginning to end. It never felt like they were gonna even sniff at a chance of competing in this game. Like, yeah, the score was sort of close-ish, but like, didn't it didn't feel that way? Yeah, it kind of had the feel of the Notre Dame Duke game in the first half, except uh, Clemson yep. kind of finished the drill and kept Syracuse at arm's length the entire game. Yep. Uh, and I don't know. Syracuse was in that spot where like they made some plays. It looked like they were trying to stay competitive here, but 
they just had nothing on offense in this game. And no, you no. have you have to credit honestly, you just gotta credit Clemson because Syracuse's offense this year has been pretty good. So yep. a lot of credit to Clemson there. All right, Clemson thirty one, Syracuse fourteen. Clemson is on their way to I don't think they'll be ranked this week, but they're on their way to getting back towards that point. Uh yeah, hundred percent. Boston College twenty seven, uh Virginia twenty four. So uh good game. Honestly, good game. It was fun. I liked watching it. Better than anticipated. That's for sure. Yeah. A lot better. UVA than jumped. Yeah, UVA jumped out to a twenty-one to seven halftime lead with a hail mary at the end of the first half, which is a nominee for the Go ACC moment of the week coming later this Monday in the full uh, recap for Week Five. But if you didn't see the play, uh, basically the end of the half was called, and then they said, "No, no, no, no. There's there's a few more seconds left." So they brought everyone back on the field, and UVA threw a hail mary, which they came down with to take the twenty-one seven halftime lead, and. That was about it for UVA, and the second half didn't go their way. No, it did not. Um, this game totally turned. First of all, Tony Musket started for UVA, which we hinted at on the preview. Uh, he started, and he actually played pretty well. Um, had a very good first half in particular. But in, he finished, in the first half. Yeah. In the uh, first second, half. second half was a little dicey. But he finished 22 yeah. of 34 for 247 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. The interception was yep. ugly, <laughs> by the yep. way. It was not good. Not a good interception. UVA still can't run the football, so nope. something they could do with Calandria, uh, uh, they can't do now with Musket because he's more of a, he's got some wiggle to him, but he's not the runner that Calandria is, so any semblance of a run game when you have Tony Musket in there is pretty much gone, so that's just something yep. to take away from this game. Boston College, second half, uh, basically snatching victory from the jaws of defeat <laughs> with the way they just kind of took it to UVA. In the Great way to half. describe it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. BC was in a lot of trouble after surrendering that uh, Hail Mary at the end of the first half. But defensively, I thought Boston College was a lot better in the second half. Offensively, they started to get together a little bit. Uh, Thomas Castellano stopped turning the football over. That certainly helped. Uh, he ended up with two touchdown passes. Pat Garwo, third, had 87 yards and a touchdown run. Uh, scary moment beginning of the fourth quarter of this game. Uh, Ryan yeah. O'Keefe, Boston College wide receiver, uh, collided with... Oh, I want to get his first name right. Uh, Malcolm Green, uh, defensive back for Boston College. Uh, they kind of went head. I'm sorry, Virginia defensive back, Malcolm Green. They went head to head. Green and O'Keefe were both on the field for several minutes. Um, basically, their face masks collided. They basically ran head on into each other. Uh, Green eventually sat up and was helped off the field um, by UVA trainers. O'Keefe was mobilized. Just, um, just an awkward, unfortunate hit thing. Yeah. It wasn't like intentional or anything. Nothing nothing dirty there. Um, O'Keefe, meanwhile, he was immobilized. He was moving both his left and right hand as he was escorted off the field. Transported to a local hospital. Still yep. waiting to hear what's going on there, but pretty serious situation for sure. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, it was officially a neck injury that they were evaluating for. Uh, at Mass General Hospital in Boston. So just something to monitor. I'm sure we'll get an update there. But yeah, that was definitely a scary moment. Game was uh, paused for several minutes there. Uh, and yeah, it was tough. Not great. Not great. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, Boston College 27, Virginia 24. More to come there. Virginia might not, seriously, like might not win a game this year. I think it's on the table. Hey, what, what about next week? What do you think? I am, I am not. Michael Lennon revenge game? I am not convinced, but 
that might be the one and only this year potentially. All Yikes. right, moving on. Let's. Oh, sorry, Joey. Sorry, Joey. Bowling Green thirty-eight, Georgia Tech twenty-seven. What the hell, Georgia Tech was this? Woof. What was this? Woof. Uh, this Haynes, was awful. Haynes King. So he's been pretty good this year. He was terrible today. Through a couple of and awful, and if you read this, if you read. Yes, correct. And if you read the stat line, it's not going to say, oh, I mean, like, Haynes King, 300 yards passing, four touchdowns, two interceptions. You're like, well, how are the two interceptions? The two interceptions were when you can't throw two interceptions. Yeah. They were bad. Real bad. The uh, one was really bad. The other one was a tip ball that might not have been, a, like, oh, it, it was, was bad. bad. Yeah. Uh, I have seen better efforts from Haynes King. This is an empty calorie stat line. These are they a were lot of 20... yards. Two point favorites. Yeah, like they lost by almost twenty points, dude. This, this is an empty. This is an empty calorie stat line. Bowling Green was up thirty-eight to fourteen in this game at one point in time. They were twenty-one point underdogs. They were up thirty-eight to fourteen here. They were up by twenty-four points. Mid third quarter. I will let Joey rant on this. Joey's at a wedding, of course, tonight. I, I will let him rant on this on the recap, and I don't want to steal his thunder. But just to give you a little hint, we were ranking recent, like, really bad Georgia Tech losses. This is up there. And this is up there. And Joey's going to tell you exactly where it is on the recap. Uh, Scott yep. and I Scott and I already know where he ranks it. We think it's We won't spoil it. We won't spoil it. We'll... Tune in Monday morning for the recap. You'll see it on the recap. Uh, yeah, honeymoon is over for Brent Key, by the way. Hundred <laughs> percent over. You cannot, you Woof. cannot, you cannot lose to Bowling Green, man, and you cannot lose to them like this. You can't. Well, well go ahead. What was the tweet you sent me? How much did they pay to win the game? One point one million dollars. It was a buy game, by the way. One point million dollars to Woof. Bowling Green to come play in atlanta and you were down 38 to 14 at one point in the third quarter can't this is can't rough. do it can't do can't it. pay a million dollars to lose by 20 can't points do can't do it and i and i like i like what brent key has done to georgia tech so far you cannot do this, this no is, this is some jeff collins ass shit you cannot do this <laughs> ugly Whew. ugly man not good bowling green 38 georgia tech 27 my god we got some questions about the jackets Oh, man, I got a good one for you here, Scott. Number 11, Notre Dame, 21. Number 17, Duke, 14. Hell yeah, Irish. Run the cover play, baby. Cover town Irish, baby. They uh, they trailed late. They were not looking good. We were in the we were in our text message just saying they were dead. The bet was dead. And then at the from the grace of touchdown Jesus himself, Audric Estime takes the drop, the middle breaks two tackles, and he goes to the house. So and and we make the two point conversion, which thank God, because the line I got was five and a half, and they were sitting at five before the two point conversion. So um amazing performance by Duke. I really think Duke outperformed any expectations, to be honest. I know the line was only five and a half, but I think everyone here, at least if you listen to the preview, weren't expecting Duke to be within five and a half and Mike Elko can fucking coach. That man can that coach. That dude can coach. He can coach. We 
we thought that Duke would be game in the first half. We did not think that this would be a situation where in the second half Duke would be. They were down. They were they were down thirteen to zero. Right. That that was real. It was thirteen nothing. It was thirteen nothing. Uh, in the third quarter. By the way, Notre Dame. So first of all, Duke squanders two field goal attempts in the first half. Let's start with that. Duke yeah. Misses true. Two field true. Goal true. They missed two field goals in the first half. Notre Dame's doing everything in their power to keep Duke in the game. But by the way. Duke was really struggling to move the ball in the first half. Notre Dame's defense yeah. did a pretty nice job. Notre Dame's offense was kind of fits and starts all night, uh, but was moving the ball with at least some momentum in the first half that you could kind of tell the script that we laid out on the preview where it was going to be Notre Dame just pounding the rock, pounding the rock, and then breaking through in the second half. They were laying the groundwork for that in the first half, and it was 10 nothing at the break. Duke misses the Duke misses a shorty, um, a, a surprise field goal. They miss. It's still 10 nothing at halftime. Notre Dame yep. gets a field goal uh, in the second half. It's 13 nothing, And then all of a sudden, Notre Dame's offense was gone. Like, poof. Gone. Bad. 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 It was credit, bad. Credit to Duke's defense. Big time. Duke's defense played fantastic tonight. They really gave Notre Dame a bunch of issues, uh, which we thought they might give them some. But Duke's defense is yep. legit. Um, really, gave, good. really gave Notre Dame some problems. Uh, this game was fourteen to thirteen Duke late in the fourth quarter. Uh, because late, Riley, late. Riley Leonard played his nuts off. He was very. And unfortunately, good. it it seems like he's very badly injured on he like the be, second to last play. Might be very very hurt. Um, so Duke went up fourteen to thirteen late in this football game, and this was a situation where I thought Notre Dame was in. Notre Dame, not I. They thought were dead. They were in a they lot were of dead. trouble. They were in a ton of trouble here. Um, this is a situation, too, where like Notre Dame's offense hadn't really had anything going since like the second quarter. So the fact that they mm-hmm. were able to go 95 yards on the final drive, Sam Hartman converts on a fourth down. It was at fourth and 16. He takes yep. off running. He, Yeah, he pumped. He pump faked, waited at least three times before he decided to scramble for it. And he's like, all right, F it. I'm running for it. And he, he just got there, tried to tried to truck his way for the last yard and a half and he just got across the line. Yep. Um then two two one one or two plays later hands it off to Audric Estime who breaks a couple tackles and takes it to the house. So I mean that was really a backbreaker. I think uh the show account tweeted uh B- at BC Podcast ACC following us on X slash Twitter. Uh I think we were live tweeting throughout the game and we, we were tweeting through that that uh sequence there. But I mean it was it was a tough break for, for Duke. They they stop him there and they win the game. Like yeah. that was the game. That was the game. Uh, Sam Hartman, and like you said, we we were actually, you and I were texting about this, and Sam Hartman really couldn't decide if he was going to run or throw. He really wanted to throw it. Nobody was open. He was like, can I get the 16? And he did. He got about 18. <laughs> and then a couple Barely. days later, Audrick Estime on that, on that delay play uh, takes up the middle, breaks like three or four tackles, hits a hole, and he was gone. So uh, <laughs> that made it 19 to 14. I'm thinking Notre Dame's like heading to cover town. That remember they were going to go for two because they were going to make it a seven point game because football coaches. The boys, at, the boys at home needed the two points. The yeah. boys at home needed the two points. Yeah, because college football coaches don't. Well, at least they won't tell you they live on Vegas spreads like we do. Uh, but yeah, we needed the two point conversion. Uh, Sam Hartman hit. I think it was Rico Flores on the two point conversion. Uh, but it doesn't a- matter. He hit it. Cover town, baby. Riley Leonard. Uh, ensuing possession with like no time left. He gets kind of bent backwards. He fumbles. Notre Dame recovers. Game is over. But he's his ankle rolled in a way you do not want. Bad. To roll. Yeah. 
looking real bad. I really hope it's better than it seemed, but it Riley, Riley Leonard played his ass off. He had a great game. Um, like he was running all over the place. He was, I don't think he was keeping care of the ball. It was unfortunate to see him get hurt back there with like barely any time left to play. Yeah. Um, I really hope he's okay. Yeah, me too. Uh, cool moment after a game. Sam Hartman was just waiting for him to get out of the medical tent and, uh, he was, Oh really? Didn't see that. He was one of the last guys on the field. Uh, Sam Hartman was just kind of waiting for Riley Leonard to get out of the medical tent and tell him good game. Um, that was a cool moment, but yeah, Notre Dame, Notre Dame survives 21, 14 tough road test. This is also a tough spot. We, we were talking about this on the preview tough spot after yep. that Ohio state loss. So I think getting a win in a hostile environment in Durham, it was loud in Durham tonight. Wallace Wade wackos, baby. Yeah. They're yeah. out to play. It was loud. It was loud at Duke tonight. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's a pretty big win for Notre Dame. They needed that one desperately. Um, as for Duke, like as long as Leonard can continue to play, I so I don't know. Yankers is right. They ha- they do they are idle next week, so that's yeah. probably good for what it seemed to be a high ankle sprain or worse. Yeah. Um, but what what do you know what they have after the after their idle? I'm no I'm not aware. I can tell you right now. Um, yes, they're off next week, and then they host NC State. On, they should be able to uh, win that game without him. Yeah, and then they travel to Florida State. They're going to want to have him in that game because I think if they do, they're going to have a chance in Tallahassee. I think if they play like they did um, tonight defensively. Yeah, I agree. So they got they got Florida State in three weeks. So hopefully Riley Leonard can heal up in the next three weeks. Assuming it's a high ankle sprain, I don't know for sure. Um, that might limit his mobility, as you know he's a, is a very mobile quarterback. But without him, I don't see them have a ch- having a chance. In Tallahassee, well, they might have a chance because Mike Elgo's a good coach, but I don't know who's backing up Riley Leonard, so I'll f- full transparency, don't know that. But three weeks, hopefully, it'll give him enough time to heal up from the high ankle sprain. Assuming it's a high ankle sprain, don't know for sure, but yeah, I mean, it's lucky they get the bye next week in the NC State. They should be able to handle NC State, I think, without him. Yeah, yeah. So I we'll see. I mean, hopefully, it's not. I mean, high ankle sprain would suck, but he could eventually play on it versus like ankle break is probably done for the year. So hopefully yeah. he's, um, he was putting a little bit of weight on it going to the tent. It didn't look great. Let's it just didn't put it that look way. Good. Did not look good though. So, uh, yeah, tough loss for Duke real. I mean, just a really tough loss. They had Notre Dame beat in this game and then just, I mean, it was the way Notre Dame lost against Ohio state long fourth down conversion, drive down the field. Yeah. Uh, and, and lose, uh, towards the end. That, that's real tough. Yep. Now, the one we've all been waiting for, Scott. <laughs> First of all, Joe, Joey and I predicted this game correctly, except on the thing we locked up. Virginia Tech, 38. Pitt, 21. Hell yeah, Hokies. Finally. Hell yeah, Hokies. Finally. Um, Virginia Tech offensively in this game. My God. Tyron Drones might be the the Go ACC player of the week. Yeah, dr- drone, maybe Drones might. I mean, if college football game, if college football seasons were only one game, Tyron Drones is the truth. Uh, <laughs> Twelve of nineteen for two hundred and twenty-eight yards and three touchdowns. Multiple explosive plays in the passing game. Tech ran for one hundred and ninety-nine yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Drones had two of those. Um, had both those touchdown runs. Bayshell Tootin twenty-four for one hundred and nine. 
Daquan Felton had a long touchdown catch. He had four catches for 81 yards. Jalen Lane, welcome back. He had a long touchdown catch. He did. Just a really, really nice performance. Now. And a weird game. And a weird, weird game. So that's what I was going to say. Weird game. So (laughs) Virginia Tech, uh, Virginia Tech's up 21-7 at halftime. Uh, They come out, start second half. Virginia Tech takes a 28-7 lead. So Pittsburgh's only offense at this point, Virginia Tech's leading 28-7, their only offense was a 75-yard touchdown pass uh, from Dracovic to Bum Memes. First play. Uh, Yeah. Means had that long touchdown catch. Outside of that, Pittsburgh had nothing offensively uh, in the first half. Like, absolutely nothing. Um, And in hindsight, they still really didn't have anything. No. Weird stat line for Phil Dracovic, by the way. So, uh, 11 of 22 for 235 yards and two touchdowns. At one point tonight, he had five completions for 200 yards. That's 20 yards a a completion, roughly? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't that good tonight, people. Just saying. No, real bad. Virginia Tech's defense was very solid uh, for for most of the game. Now, Virginia Tech takes his 28-7 lead in the third quarter, and Pittsburgh (laughs) comes out, and Sebo Flemister catches a screen pass and takes it to the house. So now it's 28-14. He gets pushed by somebody on the Hokies for, like, another 20 yards. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you saw that, but basically, like, he pushed him, assuming he would fly out of bounds, and dude just kept running. And yeah. I was like, okay. Now, it was like playing uh, it's like playing Need for Speed and hitting the NOS. That's basically what happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gave him a little shove and just uh, had a guy who runs a 4 who runs a four six forty just to go down the field. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't great. And then on the ensuing possession, Kyron Drones had uh, Virginia Tech is like deep in their own territory, like after the kickoff. And Kyron Drones uh, has the ball slip out of his hand as he's rolling to the right, and Pittsburgh recovers and takes in for a touchdown. So literally in a matter of like five, an plays, unwarranted scoop and score from like the two yard line with no in, effort. In a matter of five plays, it went from twenty eight seven Virginia Tech to twenty eight twenty one Virginia Tech. Yeah, and I was proud of the way like we didn't seemed to fold it seemed like brett pride uh went straight to kyron jordan and said hey man like shake it off or something yep. like that um yep. it seemed like the hoagies responded well to that like blip that blip of adverse or adversary or whatever that word is that i'm not yeah yeah that um that they they uh need to respond to in the middle of the game there because they could have let that snowball and they didn't so good for them that's something that at least as me as a hoagies fan watching this team for the past few years didn't expect to see and you know otherwise i was happy to see them close it out at the end of that yeah after braylon lovelace took that fumble in for four, from four yards out for the scoop and score to make it 28 to 21 virginia tech comes out a few minutes later um virginia tech had to punt by the way on on the possession following that and then virginia tech got a stop huge sack of phil Dracovic. you and i were texting saying yep. that was a gigantic play uh it was Keontae jenkins i think in on that sack gigantic play in the game because Pitt had all the momentum then Pitt has to punt and what does Kyron Drones do on that next possession he hits Jalen Lane on 53 yard touchdown pass over the middle waited was real patient rolling across his body uh rolled out to his left got hit while throwing made a throw back to the right Jalen Lane was sitting in the middle of zone coverage and there was that the safety blew the coverage (laughs) and he was sitting right in the middle of the zone defense and he just turned it up the field and that was that um Virginia Tech had a little bit more breathing room again. Of course, it was 35-21 at that point. Uh, and then the defense just suffocating 
outside of those two big plays tonight, it was a real solid effort by the Virginia Tech defense. Defense only gives up 14 points. So uh, definitely a more inspired effort. Pittsburgh's rushing attack never really got going, which is something obviously we're concerned about. Virginia Tech entered entered the game as one of the worst teams in the country defending the run. I think they were like 125th nationally in rushing defense. Uh, tonight, Pittsburgh had 24 carries for 38 yards as a team. Sebo Flemister was the leading rusher with 10 carries for 41 yards. So that mm-hmm. kind of gives you an idea of, you know, how the Virginia Tech defense responded. Yeah. So. That was uh, good. I mean, good for us Hokies fans. Got to win. Uh, yeah. Got to win these types of games. This was a must win. This is a gigantic win for the coaching staff. They needed this one desperately. Uh, they should run that offense for the rest of the season. I don't care what's happening, but they should run that defense for the rest of the season too. Because my God, both sides yeah. of the ball. Uh, Brent Pry, after the game, I was just watching this on ACC Network, mentioned that you take out the three explosive runs last week, and I talked about this on the preview. Um, I talked about the two explosive runs that uh, Marshall had. Rashina Lee had like two carries for one eighteen. There mm-hmm. was a third run in there that was uh, more than fifteen yards that Brent Pry termed an explosive play in the running game right mm-hmm. you take the three explosive run plays out last week against marshall and the thundering herd would have averaged only 1.7 yards per carry so there were signs of this virginia tech defense against the run last week couldn't finish the drill they did a nah. lot better against that this week of course nah. they give up the two long pass plays so what are you gonna do yeah you can say you can take out the three explosive plays all you want but when you have three explosive plays it's hard to say uh, just say but yeah. yeah, I hear what you're saying. Agree. Uh, all right. Well, we wanted to hit a, a quick live stream. These always seem to do well. Yep. Uh, some quick hitting ACC thoughts. Uh, we'll be back to. Uh, well, we'll be recording tomorrow night, so we'll recap the games then, and then yep. this will be live on Monday morning. Yeah. So I'll get the. So anyone that's listening right now, if you're not listening live, well, you'll get the live uh, instant reactions in your uh, podcast feed Sunday, but you also get the full recap Monday. So Mike and Joey are going to come back tomorrow night. Tomorrow night is Sunday night, and they're going to recap the full slate like they normally do, and we're going to get it out to you Monday morning. Yep. So be on the lookout for that. Shout out to our sponsors, Homefield, Section 103, Vivid, Vivid Seats. Seats. Shout out to all them for their support. And we will be back on the recap. Yep. All right. So go like, subscribe. Basketball conference podcast at gmail.com. Email. Nail it. Yep. Nail it. All those things. Dang. We're, we're fine from the hip here at 1241 a.m. Eastern time for me and Mike. So, yeah. Thanks for listening. See you. Bye.